previously on the It's Me Shell podcast. Let's <laughs> go <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> we need some help. This is a crop of help. This isn't even a podcast. Right. You blinking? Are you blinking? Is that yeah, okay. All right. Make the call. Right, right. Let's call the let's call the people. Right. Get them in here. We're gonna need them. <laughs> well, my question, right. this is the highlight question of, of okay. the episode. Comedy clicks, right? Are they a thing? Do they exist? Do they affect the comedy culture? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Let's talk about it. All right, mi gente. I hope you enjoyed part one of two, chilling with comedian Darnell Morris. If you haven't tuned into part one, make sure you head over to YouTube or wherever you stream your podcasts and, you know, tune in because it's a vibe. Also, behind the scenes on Patreon. All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I see you. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Hey, gente, welcome back to another week of the It's Me Shell podcast. And remember, my job is to make your road to Friday a lot easier. I mean, because I was going to say I hate them, but I don't like to use the word hate ever. Okay. I highly dislike them. I've never, you know what it is? I've never been one to be in a comedy clique because I just haven't been. Uh, I like to be able to work with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Once you get into that clique thing, it's kind of like gang, gang type shit. Right. So it's like, yo, we rock together. We book shows together. We don't book any outsiders. It's just us. And we go and do this show, that show, and that show. And a lot of times it's like, yo, they want to go do another show. And they're like, no, I don't think so. Now, what I dislike about the flick thing is, I'll give you a perfect example. I was performing at a club, which will not be named, because I'll be back there soon. Mm. Um, but it was a competition. Now, my name is fairly well known in the comedy arena, I should say, at least. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see Daniel Morris on there, people start to feel a certain type of way a little bit. Which is cool. Fine. I don't care. Everybody's entitled to their feelings. I don't want to invalidate anybody's feelings anywhere in a sensitive culture. Mm, very sensitive. Uh, but so we go up. They send me an email. The show was booked two weeks in advance. They send me an email six days beforehand with the ticket link. So I'm like, y- y'all trying to sell tickets to this or not? Because why would you send that six days in advance? But then in the email, it also said, oh, this is a, you're in a comedy competition. I said, when did, when did all of this happen? I didn't sign up for all the, whatever. I go there, I perform, I crush it. I mean, I, I simply put, I crush it. So they're announcing the winners. They go number three, such and such. I was like, okay. But again, I'm a humble dude. So it's not like I'm like, yo, I got the belt. Um, I'm happy to be placed. I'm happy to be there. First of all, it's a great stage and a great crowd. Then the, the number two name comes up. And I was like, it wasn't me. I said, did I just win this thing? And then the, the winner's name comes up and it wasn't me. So I was there with about four or five people. 
And I said, yo, take all the emotion out of it. These are like business associates. We have that ability to do it. I said, were there three people funnier in here than me tonight? Because I didn't see it. And everybody said, there was one guy who gave some really close competitions. He said, but she, he, they said, there's no way you should have been out of the top three. That's that click shit that I'm talking about. Like they had these winners pre-designed, predetermined before they came there, but you took everybody's money. That's my problem with this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take everybody's money, then everybody gets a fair shake. But you're not going to tell me the young lady behind me, she was she was good, but she, come on. She wasn't Darnell. I couldn't name a joke from her set. And I don't even like to trash other comedians because she wasn't terrible. She just wasn't, she wasn't on fire that night. She might be an excellent comedian. I don't know. It's the only time I've ever seen her. She had an I know she, yeah, I know she didn't do better than me. That's all I know. And neither did the other two people. But that's when I, that's what I say about these slick things because people do go to a club. Okay, so you, if you're doing open mics and stuff like that, you might hit the same. You're going to frequent the same clubs a lot. So when people get familiar with you, yes, they're more likely to give you a shot because you know then the winner goes on to get like four headlining jobs at big. But I'm like, I don't care how long somebody's been here; if they're still not funny. Why would you have them headline at any club? Right. So I'll be back there on the 28th. I hope to prove a point. Mm. I'm going after. I'm going for the kill. Is it going to be another competition, or is it just like open mic? Oh no, it'll be a competition. Really? Yeah. Hey. I want to know. I just set it up today, so hopefully I'll get the confirmation email tomorrow. But October 28th, because I already was at Broadway on the 29th, and then I got the filming on the 30th. But the 28th is then. Now that left a bad taste in my mouth. So I said, Nah, we're not doing this. And you're gonna put some respect on the crack. Forget my name. Forget me as a person. But the work, the jokes, you're going to put some respect on that. Because I work way too hard, and them jokes were smacking. Damn. I'm sure you got it this time. I'm sure you got uh, it. If not, listen, I take it like auditions, man. It's just whatever. Whatever happens, happens. But I just keep working, keep grinding, keep focused, keep staying hungry. I look at my kids. My kids are like, yo, you going out to tell jokes tonight? That's all the encouragement I need. And it's time to go to work. I really love your determination. Michelle, how old are your kids? So I have four, but two of them are mine and two of them are my husband's. So all together, we have four. So my son is 20. My daughter is 17. His Mm -hmm. oldest son is 20 as well. And our little one, she just turned nine. You're going to have to get rid of her. Y'all are almost out the house. That's exactly what I said. (laughs) Remember the day, too. I looked at him and I said, when did we decide to start over? And he's just like, and I'm just like, we were were this close. You were there. You were there. I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I saw the backpacking. I saw the, you know, I saw me doing crazy things. I saw the adventures. And then traveling the world, sipping mimosas wherever. I saw it. I saw myself opening up the French doors with that nasty ass French air. And I'm just <laughs> in my underwear, like, hello. <laughs> Wee. Wee. And then it was just all ripped from me. <laughs> Man, listen, I had two friends in over the past six months 
one friend had a 17-year-old only child. The other young lady had a 16-year-old only child. How they both managed to get pregnant at this point and have another child. I said, I would have killed myself. Unacceptable. 17 back to one. Nah, I'm going to have to be a regular black black dad and disappear. Unacceptable. That's acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) I will completely understand why. My kids, my kids like magic anyway. Voila, I'm gone. Poof. Like even her as the pregnant woman, I I would be like, well, you know what? I deserve this. It's my fault. I totally get it. (laughs) Don't come back. I totally understand what I've done. I asked them though. I asked them. I said, well, why don't you just get rid of it? And they said, what if it's my last chance? I said, 20 years ago was your last chance. It's over. It was your last chance. You're going to be 60 with a child living in your house. I mean, right. And they're the ones looking at you funny, like, okay, is she going today? Is this all mine? No, no. Mm. Oh, she woke up. Forget it. Forget it, guys. Look, I'm looking. Hey, I'm 40. I still look at my mama that way. I'm like, she coughed earlier today. This might be it. Right. This right. might be it. Put the, right. put the place on the market. <laughs> mama, you good? Oh, she's good. She's good. She's good. Not yet. Not yet. Then I send the little one in there with a pillow. I'll put that over her face. Help her out. The little one is a gangster, so I believe it. The little one is the gangster. <laughs> she's like, hey, she's like, which, she's like, which pillow? I'm like, all right, you know what? Bad idea, bad idea. Go sit down. <laughs> Go read a <Yeah>. book. <laughs> Go read a book. Oh man. Oh, we are. Fatherhood all- has been fun though. Yeah. Really? Do you? That's been the best job of my life. So I feel like because I had kids, at least my son. I had my son at a very young age, and I feel like I didn't start appreciating what parenthood was up until he was a teenager. And I'm just like, okay. Well, you had your child at, what, six? And then you started the podcast at 12. Right. So. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> Usually no. I clown all day. Listen, it's totally fine. I'm here for it. This is what I do at work. This is what we're just one person at work. That's all we do. We get work done, but that's just all we do. And the day's like, like this. It's like we. So know. now you. So now you identify as we. <laughs> uh, where's this husband of yours? Get him on here. <laughs> I feel like the community we needs more representation. <laughs> oh, I was like, I don't know if your husband knows. He dating three different people. He married to three different people. Oh, he knows. <laughs> no, you're Dominican. So I mean, is he Dominican? No. He's not. He is black. Oh, poor brother. He he might not have known because I didn't get the I didn't get the whole manual before. And I was just like, yo, they hot. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you then you get there, you're like, yo, they crazy. <laughs> they and you're like, yo, I love it until the pot flies back. Like, right. Right. And you're just like, was that a cast iron skillet? That'll kill me. <laughs> no, I'm not that hot headed though. Not at all. I'm not. I I don't identify as a stereotypical Dominican woman. <laughs> Without the violence? I know. It's so funny. It's growing up, can I tell you, growing up, people would be like, well, no, you're not Dominican. I'm like, oh, why not? And they're like, oh, because you don't have an accent. I'm like, so I'm supposed to talk like this all the time? Like, I'm supposed to have an accent all the time? And they're like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, but I don't. No, you got to say, I'm Dominican. I said, I'm not off the boat. I'm, I'm just Dominican. Like, I'm black. Do I have to speak African? Right. I mean, we didn't swim here, so we 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 could speak English. Oh yeah, I got a lot of heat for that. Who cares? My kids are Spanish. They don't even speak Spanish. 
we're now we're actually we're actually now all learning together, which has been a really cool fun adventure because their abuela only speaks Spanish, and I want the kids to have a conversation with their grandmother before she passes as she gets older. You know, I don't know why this is my job and not her mother's, their mother's job, who's actually Dominican. And then, you know, what? Well, here's the bullshit. Here's the bullshit. Here's why I don't like people. This is when people get on my nerves. Then I'm teaching the girl Spanish. And she says, what is this Italian accent? She says, it sounds terrible. I said, listen, you haven't taught them C, no, Kalo K, Casa. I said, when you say a word, come out at me. Right. Right. right now, I'm one of those guys that try. Education is very important in my house. I love that. My ex, my husband doesn't know Spanish, so I speak to him in Spanish sometimes. And he has the same accent. He has like an Italian accent. And I always ask him, like, why do you have an Italian accent? He goes, I don't know. That's just how, like, how it comes out. I'm like, okay, I get it. Let's go. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It it's a weird thing. But I'm like, you, you understand me. Shut up. <laughs> you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Right. Oh, I'm so I'm so happy for y'all. I like that for y'all. Oh, Maybe, what? Us getting cursed out by Dominicans? No, you you teaching them Spanish and learning Spanish with them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, we have fun and they enjoy it. I mean, as long as it's fun, I try to keep everything fun and educational and light with them. You know, there's not for the kids. And I, I still remember a time like when I was a kid and going out to the park and how my mom. You remember how it was when we were young. If I let you go out to the park, at least with dudes, at least with dudes, let's go out to the park at 9 a.m. during the summer. She wouldn't see me until them street like We're talking about 14 hours. I haven't, they don't know where I went to the bathroom. They don't know where I ate. They don't know if I'm kidnapped. They don't know what the hell's going on. I said, but you can't do that anymore. It's a different world now. And it's sad. Like, I remember trick-or-treating little things. And these are just experiences that they're not going to have. So it's true. I do the best when I take them everywhere I can. I try and expose them to everything. Right. And because it, it's also for their knowledge and just for them to grow, just knowing different things instead of being stuck in the same community, knowing the same thing that everybody else knows, they can actually have conversations. Oh, absolutely. That's the trap. That's the trap. Because I know a lot of people in the South Bronx, they left Jerome Avenue. They're not about to leave Jerome Avenue. Right. It's true. It's true. Mm, haven't I, left the state. Ever. I, I used to live on like university, like by Grand Ave, like University Avenue. Yeah, like I know that, what you're talking about. Right, that little hub. In the Bronx. Yeah, and there were so many people who had never, like every summer we used to go to Dominican Republic. That was our vacation. Every summer. <laughs> I knew people who were like, oh, you go, you like, you take a plane every summer? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, no, we don't, we've never been on a plane. I'm like, how is that possible? I know people in Long Island that have never been to Manhattan. That's crazy. How is that possible? No, that's nuts. And they're white. I was like, you have all the privilege. Why are you not everywhere? Right. Right. You have all the privilege. You can be wherever you want at any time mm. of the day or night. Well, I, I don't know. I started traveling. I was very fortunate, you know, with my family to be exposed to travel very early, which gave me a different view and a broader view. So you asked me earlier about comedy, where I get my stuff from. Man, really just life experiences. Like there's a show on my page with Broadway Comedy Club. There are four different jokes in that set. Those jokes were things people said to me over the course of the last 15 years that all came into alignment that night on the spot. Because I had a bunch of co-workers that were in the crowd. You know, and the jokes were people talking shit about me. Yeah. So I just singled out them and made it sound like they said the joke about me. But looking back at it, and I'm bringing that up, is I mean, that's probably the 
the most proud I've been in something, some work in a while, because I was like, yo, that was completely off the top. And just to see where my mind went, it gave me the next level of confidence too. Like, yo, you got this, just relax. You know, one thing after, during our conversation this entire time, one thing I love that you do is you, not only do you hype yourself up, but you are your biggest fan. Like you are your biggest supporter. And I love that because you see that you don't see that all the time. And that's why a lot of people get broken or they stop trying or, you know, they're just like, Oh, I'm not good enough, but not you. And I love that. I love Listen, that. Listen, I, I have a saying, it's like, yo, if you don't believe in yourself, why would I believe in you? If you don't invest in yourself, why would I invest in you? Yeah. People sit around, wait for somebody to just acknowledge their genius. And it's like, nah, bro, you got to still put in some work here. Like, there's people out here really working. And you think that you're funny or you think that your podcast is good or whatever, but you put in no work and expect all of this and then get jealous and jaded and hurt. No, no, brother, I don't, I don't even keep people like that in my circle because that negative energy, that's toxic. I'd, I'll go back with my ex-wife before that happens. Oof, and we all know. <laughs> I'll go back to that ass whooping first. No, 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 please, please don't. <laughs> please don't. No, I'm good. I'm out here just focused on trying to work and make my kids proud of their day. And I'm sure, I'm sure they are. They see you grinding. I'm sure. They better they be or they'll be homeless. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's, it's nothing more annoying than a kid saying, Daddy, I'm hungry. It's like, okay, I guess you got to eat something. Fine, we'll figure this out. <laughs> oh, no, but, but remember I told you how big they were. They eat like a basketball team. They eat everything. As soon as we get an in from school, they need a full three-course meal. Like, it's insane. I'm like, nah, y'all going to have to start stripping or something because <laughs> food is not free. Y'all have to walk your ass down to the pantry or something. Food is expensive right now, girls. <laughs> hmm. Eggs. Remember when eggs were nine dollars over the summer? Man, please. I don't even want to talk about it. I remember I, I was so upset. I was just like, I was like, I'm not even gonna buy food no more. But then I figured out hmm. I can't really steal it. Cause you can't really walk in a store with a face like mine and be like, okay, I'm gonna see all this stuff. Cause I end up smiling and then just go right to the register, like, all right, they got me again. Like I just can't. No, what are you kidding me? I would take you everywhere to steal with me. That's the face for stealing. My black ass is going to jail. I'm I'm the decoy. I'm so while they're, I'm the decoy, and you're gonna take. And then we meet at the rendezvous point. Oh no, they're gonna be wrestling me down by the eggs, by the cheese. They're gonna get because I'm gonna look at them steaks because you know them steaks is flimsy now. So if I see a good steak and I got like 14 uh, cartons of egg, I'm gonna get stuck right there because I'm like, oh, I can probably get this because you don't get good steak anymore. What? Huh? Excuse me? You Get off me. me. Get right. off me. Wow. <laughs> you done broke all the damn eggs anyway. Right. I didn't even steal is them it yet. Really, right. Is it really stealing if they're all broken? <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to put you in the fiery seat of heat. All right? So. Well, let's go. Listen, redundant. It's, fiery seat of heat is super redundant because if it's fiery, it's hot. It is what it is. So I'm going to just on the spot question. So here we go. All right? In okay. The Halloween, I wanted to ask you, if you could have a dinner party with anyone who's passed away, who would your ideal guest or guests be? Paul Mooney. Okay. Paul Mooney, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He played Negro Domus on Chappelle's show. Oh, I know who he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he wrote for Richard Pryor. I'm friends with his kids. Really? Um, yeah, I never got a chance to meet Paul, though. But I know both of his kids, Dwayne and Daryl Mooney. Uh, never got a chance to meet him, but what a fantastic uh, comedic mind. 
what a fantastic comedic mind. I would like to do like maybe him. It wouldn't be a bunch of comedians, a bunch of dead comedians, Richard Cry. Like I need, I'm gonna need Bernie Mac. Like I want to pick some of these guys' minds because I want to see the thought process because it's genius and how they shape those characters into a version of themselves that was presentable on stage. Because that's what it is. Either you're a great actor or you're really convicted in what you're saying. And I mean, this is three of the best to ever do it. Hmm. Mine was going to be Bernie Mac, so I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Bernie is that's hilarious. But Paul, man, Paul, his body of work. I mean, he wrote for Richard, Richard Pryor. And Richard Pryor is a little bit before me. But I mean, he wrote for Dave Chappelle. Like, he wrote for everybody. So, yeah, I would like to think, I'm always, like, that's why I like to talk to my family while they're alive. It would be weird if I talked to them while they were dead. But <laughs> I like to get as much knowledge from everybody while they're still here. I said, everybody's running around and just taking things for granted. I said, when somebody dies, that's a, that's a Bible of knowledge that's lost. Yep. So I said, no, take your time and read that Bible. Learn something. Bring that down to the next generation. I love that. All right. Top three comedians right now, and they don't have to be famous. They don't have to be in the public eye. Oh. They could be yourself. They could be locals, up and coming. Just, just top three. That's a tough question because now I gotta, I gotta monitor my shade here. <laughs> top, top three comedians in the game right now to me. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Okay. Of course, I mean he's undeniable. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, even though Kevin Hart is hit or miss depending on who you ask. Um, but like I tell everybody, I said, listen, I don't have to be funny to everybody. I said, I need to be funny to the right person. And, you know, and, and not everybody's going to find myself funny. Different shows for different folks. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle. It's going to sound weird. Whitney Cummins. Huh. Whitney Cummins. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I would actually, I'd actually like to put a tie in between Whitney Cummins and Wanda Sykes. Okay. I like Wanda Because Wanda Sykes, Delaris L, and Whitney, I've been a fan for hers, of hers for 15, 20 years. You know who special I've watched? Um, the Ellen DeGeneres, the last one she did. Because I never actually saw her do stand up, but I watched her last one, Relatable. Okay. Yo, it was gold. It was really? hilarious. Like, I was shocked. I didn't think I would laugh at all. And I just watched Lunell special the other day. Lunell, she's a good friend of mine. Um, I thought the special was a little bit short. It was only 33 minutes. But, I mean, she bodied it. It was just weird that it was only 33 minutes. Because I've, I've seen her go on for two hours. Damn. Maybe maybe they did they, maybe they just clip, like, good parts. Or maybe, who knows? I don't, I don't know. know. It was weird, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that answered that for you. It does. It does. And I thank you. All right. This is the second to last. And it's super random. Will Smith or Chris Rock? Just in general? (laughs) No context. Will Smith and Chris Rock. Or Chris Rock. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go with Will Smith. Okay. Uh, Number one, I've never found Chris Rock funny. Now, that doesn't mean he's not funny. That just means he's not my cup of tea. Obviously, he's very successful, so he is funny to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Will Smith has been getting his ass whooped in this media. Oh, my God. This is worse than what's going on in Israel. This is ridiculous. Somebody, please 
Just shut Jada up for a second. Isn't she an actress? Go act. Don't you get a job? Get a job. Can somebody just cast her ass in something so she can talk somewhere else? Yeah, just just anything. I just uh, man, okay. let me tell you something. Will is such a better man than I am. Because if I come in that house and you write in one more fucking book, let right. me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm going to beat you to death with this book. Is and then you're going to go on the red table. And then you have the nerve. You have the nerve to sit there and say, we'll better not use this as like a clickbait. What? I know she's not talking. I'm sitting there like, yo, she over there having sex with Tupac's ghost, Will Smith's brother, the father. She don't care. Will Smith, I said, you know, I was looking at Will Smith's movies and it started to make sense because I was like, yo, Hancock, he was a superhero. Mm -hmm. I said, wouldn't he have to be married to her? I said, Hancock, he was also a drunk. Wouldn't he have to be married to her? Next came I Am Legend. Well, I can see where this relationship's going. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone needs to shut her up. If she if she talks about Tupac one more time, I just need Tupac to come up and be like, bitch, stop talking about Wait, me. Bring that goddamn hologram back up. Right. Okay, a Tupac. And so he'd be like, yo, bitch, I told you, I'm only here for the night. <laughs> I get around. I get around. Because I, I, I am so sick of her. And I get it. Listen, she's trying to sell a book, right? She's, But it's just like, how much more can one man take? Like, how much more can you just keep digging? And you know what? He's out here with this little smile on his face. And he's just like. He's going to kill himself. I love he's going to have to. I'm like, okay. okay. And I'm not wishing that for Will, but Will, uh, my man. But you know what? Here's what I also want to say, though. Because everybody's relationship is different, right? So what works for them might not work for you, might not work for me. So if it works for them, then I have, you know, all, no problems with their relationship. But shut up about it. I'm in a relationship. I know more about your relationship than mine. And no, that doesn't mean I want to get more invested in mine. It's way too much. And thank God that there's no TV shows on. Because Jada getting all the press in the world. Yep. She can I just can they do like a set it off two or something so she could be in it? I don't know. Can she can they just do something that takes a really she's got, <laughs> she's got to come back. She's got two movie choices, okay? G.I. Jane 2, which would be funny. And I think that she should do that. Um, but what I'm thinking of is you have her co-starring like with Will Smith and iRobot 2. <laughs> Robots are still bold. It's fine. She's a new sunny. <laughs> she can be she can be an emotionless bitch there. It's great. Right. right. It works. <laughs> she can be Will's, <laughs> Will's getting fucked up anyway. <laughs> Cause he got fucked up by them robots. Yeah. And then Jada saw Jada, I think that's where the marriage took a turn. Jada says, you can't even beat up a robot. She's ridiculous. She's out of her mind. She really is. <laughs> There's something wrong. <laughs> there is something wrong. I'm not saying Will Smith is perfect, but I mean, you got a man out there making $20 million a film. Like, at which point is it, women, when we just shut up and just like, yo, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Because I feel like Jada has been ran through all her money. I mean, she must have. This is just, she's doing the money. She hasn't made a movie since 1990, what? Four? Four? Maybe, she might have one more recently, but I can't name anything since, um, what, Poetic Justice? Was she in it? Justice. But was it? Oh, that was, was that a, Janet Jackson? 
Can it? <laughs> see, you see what I'm talking about? Jada, knock it off. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> it's like back in the day where you said, if you don't sit your ass down. Yeah, right. Sit you think she's out here winning Oscars and Emmys? She's not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then she's sitting there, and I understand alopecia is a real disease, but she's sitting there talking about it like it's stage four cancer. But can I tell you, from what I've read, and I don't know, I didn't, I, maybe I didn't go down the rabbit hole as much as I should, but I heard that she gave herself alopecia. Like, she was never diagnosed with alopecia. Like, she just said. Oh, she, please don't get me started with this foolishness. <laughs> wow. Also, in, in her fucking book, she's just like, well, Tupac had alopecia. He never told anybody. He's been bald since I've known Tupac. Like, he's never spoken about it, but he only told me because he trusted me. Jada, if I can see the second book. Michael Jordan had alopecia too. Right. No, no, Jada. Some people just go bald. Right. <laughs> and by the way, for somebody with alopecia, how come you're the only one with hair? Because she got hair. She don't have usually alopecia, you see patches and stuff. She got hair. Yeah. Yeah. A nice little, nice little bob there. Right. Mm, and it works because she got a cute shape head. It works. It's fine. You know, she's still she's still doable. I don't know about her. She she just needs to shut the fuck up. I really, I wish and pray that one of her friends, see, she don't even have good friends because one of her friends should be like, Jada, girl, you're my girl and all, but you need to shut up. Stop talking about your relationship. Leave your damn husband alone. Just stop. I don't know if she has friends. I even though I ask the same question to all women. Because I'll be sitting there, you know, especially in the last few years, they're coming out here with these big ass Toys R Us giraffe ass eyelashes. And shit be a photo off your fucking face. And I'm just like, there's no fucking way you have friends. There's no way you have friends that told you that this looked good. And if you did, and you're trying to attract men, why wouldn't you ask a man? We have, I have never looked at a woman and been like, yo, she's hot, but her eyelash is like. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you never looked at a woman like, damn, her eyelash is looking right. She's sexy as fuck. Never, right? I mean, once they're breathing, I'm like, I'm pretty game. <laughs> My type is I like I like whoever likes me. Okay, <laughs> let's right. make it happen. Right, let's make it happen, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is my last question. All right, yes, ma'am. So if okay, what advice would you give to aspiring comedians, whether they're starting out or they're quit, seasons? quit now, <laughs> go back to school, prostitute your body. Get money. Right. <laughs> nah. Wow, such wise words. Let me make it first, and then I'll open up the door. <laughs> no. Um, could probably leave you with three things for young, new, up-and-coming comedians. Number one, um, have fun. You know, take it seriously. Write your jokes down. Please don't ever go on stage with a book. And read your jokes. It's just, I don't care if it's your first show or your 15th show, it looks terrible and you come off lazy. Unless you make it as a prop in your set. But that's been so overdone. That's like, maybe you should just take some time out to learn the joke if this is something that you wanted to do because you wouldn't go into any other job. Like, you wouldn't become a surgeon without the training, right? right. I would hope. Talk about, I got to pull out that book again. <laughs> yeah, what, what? This is my heart. Right. right. <laughs> uh, number two, record everything. 
I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're in a room with two people or 200 people, record everything. Uh, especially in today's day with digital content was so important. But even beyond that though, you need a reference point to go back and look at yourself to say, okay, so I did this joke. Boom, there was a missed opportunity. That went really well. Like, if you're not doing that, I really don't know how you're even determining your success or how you're getting better. You just throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping it sticks. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is don't date or marry another comedian because eventually you're going to want to um, retire. <laughs> and, and we're not that funny in a relationship. <laughs> People like that. You must have people laughing all day. No, I'm a regular person when I'm off. What's wrong with you? Right. Like, what like <laughs> yeah, I just get off stage and I just keep telling dick jokes for the next 23. What? I know. I, I have That's kids. Crazy. I have a regular, I have to go to PTA meetings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I like to go to the park and just sit there by myself and just chill. Chill, right. You're not sitting at the park talking about why. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what happened to me today? Like, right. you know the funny thing about skunks? No. <laughs> People would look at me, I'd be locked up in a lunatic asylum. <laughs> well, listen, I know I know a lot of people probably do think that, though. I'm sure. Because they think that because you're a comedian and you're on stage, off stage, you must be like, oh, every day is funny. Every day. No, I still got to live my life. I'm still a normal person. Yeah. I mean, granted, most of the day is funny, but there are some real challenges. <laughs> um, but, you know, I said, I said one of the biggest problems with being a comedian is everybody feels free to say everything to you all the time. Oh. So I had one joke I did at the Broadway Comedy Club. And again, these are all true stories that just happened at different points in my life. So one of them was um, the guy asked me, we were talking about my kids. This was some years ago. And he said, do you know why you have two girls? And I'm expecting a regular answer because I was a hoe. And they said, no, it's because your sperm is gay. We're at work in a corporate environment. What? No fucks. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the things people say to me. So when y'all say, why do I walk around with a smile? I'd have to because otherwise I'd be beating people to death. On a daily basis. <laughs> and that is the advice for the week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this has been fun. I like this. Thank yes. you, Michelle. Of course. Thank you so much for being here. My people may hint that it's about that time. Darnell, like I said before, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You didn't have to. I could have been a scammer. You don't even hey, know. <laughs> you might you might still be a scammer. Who I still don't know. But I do want to make sure everybody takes a chance and uh, follows me. All social media, it's Darnell Morris Comedy everywhere. And DarnellMorris.com will be back up in the two weeks. We had to um, rebrand it okay. and put it back out there. Hey, you know, just like you had to do with your podcast, you know, sometimes it's, you got to refresh. You got to stay fresh and you got to upgrade. And people see the things, like if you ever come out to a comic show online, the amount of equipment I have, for like a five minute open mic is insane. I've narrowed it down now, but people don't understand. This this was equipment that has been accumulated over years of work. Some has been updated and whatnot. I said, but it doesn't always come together at once. And that's what everybody always waits for. 
but stop waiting for that and enjoy that journey. Enjoy the learning, enjoy the failures. Because those failures, it's not only something that you can learn from, it's something you can teach from. Um, and I mean, if we were a little bit more compassionate and inclusive, then. Things would be a lot different. Wise words from a wise man. I really, really appreciate it. appreciate you. I will make sure I put all the links, everything you need to do to DM, DM, to follow, to subscribe, all that good stuff. Make sure you catch up on his shows will be in the description below. And make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, because it's free. Stop being so fucking cheap. Like, it's dead ass. It's just free. You free. And that's it. You literally just press a button. That's all you got to do. Even if it's not free. That was a comedian last week. They were we talking about a $10 room. He's like, 10 bucks. I said, why are you even outside? Right. Why are you even outside if you don't have 10 bucks? How did you get out here? Who let you out? Who brought you here? <laughs> I can't leave. I know if I leave my goddamn house, we're talking 200. Easy. Right. Easy. I get it. Yeah. Don't let me have to get gas. So you're <laughs> talking about 10 bucks? I would have been right in the crib. I'm not saying I always got it like that, but when I don't, guess what? I'm right here. I'll be chilling. I got TV. Right. I got beer. I got TV. I'm good. Yes, same. I'm chilling. So, and I'll definitely make sure to catch one of your shows. Mm -hmm. So make sure you shoot me, you text me, you let me know, you know, addresses, whatever it is. You don't have to come out to the stand. You won't have to come out to the stand uh, with me. That's the spot. And make sure you edit that part out too. Uh, <laughs> but that's the club. You don't have to cut that out. Uh, that's the club that picked three other winners. So I'm going back. I'm going back on the 28. I'll, I'll edit it out, but okay. All right. No, you can leave that in there because I want them to know I'm coming. <laughs> so I'm coming the, back. Right. Coming back to destroy everyone. Uh, everything. Residue and bones when it's over. <laughs> and it's a really good time. There's good parking over there. Um, it's a nice environment. It's a really nice. You know what? I perform in so many different spots. It's like, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss. But the staff is actually really nice. They got two rooms. Upstairs, downstairs, both of the rooms are gorgeous, though, and that's a good time. It's reasonable place, food and drinks and whatnot. I just need as many people in there rooting for me, okay. so they can be clear, clear victory. Okay. Listen. Last time it was me and three token Negroes. We didn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't forget to follow your girl on Instagram at it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you click the link in my bio. It'll take you to all my other podcast platforms, YouTube channel, Patreon, all my other social medias. And don't forget to tune in every Monday, you know, because we're out here just trying to make the road to Friday a lot easier. And with that said, peace and love. We out. Thank you. I see you. It's me. 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 It's me.